Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 38, air date April 6th, 2015. And if you look at this, all, you know, investors have put a ton of money into social commerce. All of these kinds of vendors have come up at all different strata from, you know, uh, supporting uh, application systems, etc. So when we looked at this, uh, we started also noticing some trends and peculiarities in international small business commerce. One of them is 20% of the commerce from our analysis will be cross-border. Okay, so that means someone from the U.S., trading with someone in India, right? Not just US-based e-commerce. So that we thought was an interesting result of our work. Um, the other piece was that itself will reach $280 billion in 2017. So it's a huge amount of e-commerce just in cross-border e-commerce. Now that's in addition to the chart that I showed you. So the numbers are pretty close, that's just very coincidental. So that's in addition to that $279 billion. The other two pieces, the, the peculiarities are that it's limited today because most of the commerce typically takes place cross-border, cross-developed nations. So U.S., Canada, right? U.S., U.K., Australia deals with. But it's very little still taking place across these developed nations. And one of the things that the assumption is because it's mainly English. So when we did this workshop, we actually started looking at um, what the gaps actually were, right? Where could the Postal Service actually participate? And some of them I think people have talked about. Some of them may be repetitive, but... I want to go through this in a little bit of detail, and then we'll, uh, I'll share with you the three that we rated that we thought the Postal Service could actually participate in um, because of its existing infrastructure and what it has. But these were the, the major gaps, one being there's a lack of assurance in delivery time. So put yourself um, in this mindset. Let's say you're on an uh, Indian handicraft website. You, you, know, you and your wife or your, or your family visited some small village. You saw this guy selling some great goods. Now you're back in your um, suburban home in the United States, and you're on the Internet, and you want to buy something, right? What's going to stop you from buying from that person, even though you may have seen them, right? So that's sort of the scenario you want to put yourself into. So, um, you know, one of the things is, you know, is this thing going to be delivered? That's the, the lack of assurance. Custom delays. You know, I bought something in India about six years ago. I still haven't been able to bring it here because every time... Uh, friends of mine take it to the customs. You have to pay off someone. You have to go through this nonsense with the uh, customs people. Uh, it's a significant overhead. There's also inconsistencies in resolving currency exchanges, right? So if you're going to put your credit card in, how do you know the currency is going to be resolved properly? Um, there's potential fraud and security issues. Um, reliability of the buyer, right? So remember, the seller in, 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 the, in the developing nation also wants to know, is he going to get paid? And you as a buyer also want to know, uh, is this person legitimate? Poor quality of assurances. There's an inability for handling international returns. And this is something we, we thought was a very big opportunity for Postal Service. And there's others. And I'll, I'll just share, I'll sort of, um, there's about 30 others we identified. But just to summarize, uh, once one group fit into what would um, be the question someone would go into, that would actually inhibit them from purchasing. One is, you know, what is included in the cost? So if you're seeing a cost and you're about to check out um, of that, you know, shopping cart, um, what's the cost of the unit? You know, are taxes, duties, is everything included? Or are you going to be hit up for charges when you, you know, when you actually go to pick up the thing? Uh, what's the currency the buyer should pay in when purchasing? How are the currency exchanges rates being determined? 
Um, you know, what are the rules and laws entering into the transaction of the foreign country? And who assumes liability, right? It's a bit, very big issue if there's a failed transaction. And the other big one is can I legally buy and sell the product, right? There are certain products you obviously cannot buy in the United States, but the, the, the country may have specific laws which let you sell it, but you can't bring them here.